0: Howdy, and welcome to Wiki Shuffle, episode 79. You may have noticed that as smooth as my voice is, it doesn't belong to Jack. No, it doesn't. Never has, never will. Lucky you. So where's, where's Jack then? Are we actually saying he's been deported? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a referendum on the issue, and Jack has left the country yep. by force. No, that, that's not true. Jack's away for a few weeks, and so we've got somebody sitting in, a deputy... <laughs> uh, like a caretaker, yeah, or substitute teacher. A substitute teacher, yeah. I'll
1: be substitute teacher.
0: Okay, that's
1: better than a deputy. Deputy means that you're above me, and I don't like that.
0: I'm definitely above you. Mm, not in height. So this is this is Ruth Bradley, our friends and substitute teacher. Hello. And she's going to be joining the Wiki Shuffle team for the next few weeks until Jack rejoins us. I'm hoping today that maybe
2: I'm not going to get as much meanness. Oh. Does oh. <laughs> that know what's going to happen?
0: That's not. No. So we should explain a bit about Ruth, what, what she looks like. Just to get a visual picture for the people at home. It's about what, six foot seven. Six foot seven. <laughs> it's hard to know what a real height would be if not for the hunchback. Because mm. <laughs> so, it, it, it's, kind of, it's definitely about six foot seven, would probably break the seven foot mark without that hump. Flaming orange hair.
1: <laughs> wow! Yeah, yeah, all of these things.
0: How would you describe Ruth's complexion, Chris? Um, Dewy.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> damp. No, no, not damp. <laughs> not like moist. No.
2: Clammy. Clammy. Yeah. Cl- yeah, clammy. Clammy. <laughs> clammy, and- <laughs> clammy and ginger. There we go. <laughs>
0: clammy ginger giant with yeah. a hunchback, a bit like like a Victorian grotesque. Like Phil, but prettier. Anyway, we'll be doing our usual wiki shuffle stuff, which is to say that we will be pressing the random article button on Wikipedia and then talking about whatever happens. We're just doing it with a lady voice in the room. Who am I? <laughs> oh. Lady voice. <laughs> Chris. Yeah. Hello. They know who you are. Oh, Wow. Have to remind them sometimes. Uh, have we got anything else we want to talk about? We were at the podcast awards. Who were? We were. We'll talk about that at the end. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Seamless We're a little bit out of practice We we released an emergency episode last week Because Jack wasn't available And now he's still not available So we've not recorded for ages And we're a bit out of practice And I've got a bit of a cold again I'm fine Chris is fine That's why he's so sharp Ruth's a substitute teacher, so her heart's not really in it because she'll be moving on to the next podcast next week.
1: Well, I mean, it's hard for me to even reach the microphone because it's so low (laughs) because I'm so tall. And even
0: sitting in here is difficult. Tall suggests a kind of model quality. I prefer the term gargantuan. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. I try. Now, this seems appropriate, bearing in mind that we are recording this episode the weekend after the EU referendum results were published to the world. It's a new dawn. It is a terrifying new <laughs> dawn, but there are some things that you might need to get ready for, mm-hmm. so this could be educational for people in the, the new world in which we live now. Apologies, by the way, to our European listeners. Yes, yeah, so we fire. We weren't yeah. instrumental in what happened. Um, we don't hate you. No. Apparently our countrymen do. (laughs) That's an appropriate shudder there. (laughs) So we're going to talk about the goose step. Oh, I think this is really difficult. I think I'll struggle.
1: What, doing it? Yeah. Is it to do with... Tautness of hamstrings or tightness of trousers.
2: I feel they're both important.
1: I'm imagining Phil doing it, and I'm also imagining that when he does it, every time he rips up his back of his trousers, that would be good, wouldn't it? (laughs) The
0: (laughs) amount of (laughs) trousers they have to get through. The goose step is a special marching step performed on formal military parades and other ceremonies. So I just feel like there's going to be more military parades than there used to be. Oh, yeah. This is going to be more important to us as a nation. Big hats. Everyone's going to have a big hat.
1: Oh, I thought it was just a Nazi thing, the goose step. Well, the Koreans do it as well.
0: I think, no, it, I think it's definitely seen synonymous that. these days and therefore not commonplace. So
1: they definitely did do the goose step? They,
0: um, I, I believe so. Let's is it find just out. A min-
1: oh, sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Calm down, Newby. All the questions. The goose step is a special marching step performed on formal military parades and other ceremonies. While marching in parade formation, troops swing their legs in unison off the ground while keeping each leg straight and unbent.
2: Yeah, difficult <laughs> And, and the
0: first picture is of the Russian Kremlin guards goose-stepping At slow march near the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier in Moscow I feel like it's something you have to do quite fast balance. You,
1: Or you just fall Yeah,
0: You need the momentum to carry mm-hmm. you through Don't um, get
2: me wrong though it looks nice. <laughs> when,
0: you it? See, when you see lots of people doing it, it's like, oh. It looks impressive. Yeah. It looks imposing. Um, the right word. If they're doing it in time, it, then yes. Yeah. It does what they want it to achieve, hmm. which is to crush the skulls of your children underneath their jackboots. Yes,
1: yeah. Is that what it's for?
0: <laughs> it's to intimidate, isn't it? it? It's showing yeah. a I suppose, power. Yeah. And marching doesn't help you fight better.
2: Right. But what's scarier? That, if you see loads of people doing that towards you or just like
0: a horde of zombies type yeah, yeah. I, got, well, I don't know but they're less scarier.
1: organized are they it's more imposing and organized if they're coming at you
0: no because you'd feel as though it's not been planned out and that you'd be just as good as they are because they you're as trained as they are if they just mm. but if they're trained and working together as a big fascist mm. killing squad <laughs>
2: what, what if you just do the exact same thing the opposite way you'd fit together tessellation yeah Yeah. tessellation quite well like a big tetris battle and then you'd have to go (laughs) oh
0: that's the end (laughs) oh
1: no No. if you did it too fast it's It's quite can canny isn't it Yeah. yeah
0: I don't think you're supposed to goose march into battle.
1: I think that's how all battles should be fought. Be a lot cleaner, less dirty, less blood. Yeah, just be quicker, <laughs> wouldn't it?
0: Originating in the Prussian military drill in the mid 18th century, the step was called the Streckschicht. <laughs> Streckschicht. Streckschicht. Literally the piercing step. German and Soviet military advisors spread the tradition throughout the world in the 19th and 20th centuries. The goose step is now used by the militaries of over 70 countries, comprising three fifths of the world's population is now used no that can't be so it's be. gotten
1: more popular since the Nazis did it
0: that can't be right the term goose step originally referred to a British military drill in which one leg at a time was swung back and forth without bending the knee. Apparently standing on only one leg reminded soldiers of how geese often stand. The term was later applied to the German march step during World War I and to the Soviet march step during the Cold War. As a result, the term has acquired a pejorative meaning in some English-speaking countries.
1: So it's not actually Nazi at all particularly. We've just decided that it is. Yeah. <laughs> As a nation, we've just thought, well, that's imposing
0: and stupid. Obviously, the Mm. Nazis would have done that. Even though it's actually three-fifths of the world's population are actually goose-stepping right now. That's Mm. how little our little English bubble is. Mm. We don't (laughs) realise how many people are goose-stepping right at this minute. (laughs) Three-fifths of the world's population is right here in Wikipedia. That's what they're doing right now. Right now? Right. Right now. Wow. So that's how they get to the shops. Oh, they're poor legs. Doesn't seem like an efficient way of walking, but very imposing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to Tesco. <laughs> the goose step is a difficult marching style that takes much practice and coordination. It is therefore reserved for ceremonial occasions. So like- they're
1: not Tescos. You'd have to stand quite far away from each other as well. It's not something you can do in close proximity to people, is it? <laughs>
0: That <laughs> would be funnier. Goose step up <laughs> Everyone's bum. just kicking everyone else <laughs> up the bum.
1: Yeah, that does sound better.
0: Goose stepping is often seen in military parades. Because it is difficult to maintain for long periods of time, troops only begin to goose step when they approach the reviewing stand and return to a normal march step once they have marched past. Large military parades require several days of practice to ensure that troops can perform the goose step without injuring mm. themselves.
1: Jesus Christ! There's got to be a better use of men than goose step practice.
0: <laughs> to be honest, maybe not. Keeps them out of trouble, doesn't it? Stops all from the time. Ta- yeah, all the time that they're spending practicing their goose step, they're not killing. being awful. Well, they're probably doing it at the same time. They're thinking it while they're doing it. Yeah. yeah. Preparatory. Preparatory. How do you say that word? Pre- preparatory, pre- preparatory. Preparatory. Preparatory preparatory training includes having soldiers march in small groups with arms linked to maintain balance it's a lot like the cancan that
1: is just the can-can, <laughs> can-can, is the yeah, just, just different
0: skirts. different music in the most rigorous form of the goose step often found in guard mounting ceremonies the pace is done at a slow march and the leg is raised horizontally or near horizontal in a standard goose step found in large military parades the pace is done at quick march and the leg is raised only to knee height or even to calf height the lower goose step improves balance and unit cohesion at the tempo of a quick march. Flag bearers and honour guards will frequently march with a higher goose step than the mass of troops following. It all seems rather pointless. What? Armies?
1: No, wiki (laughs) shuffle. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm (laughs) goose stepping right now.
0: Doing it
2: badly. In my head. You wouldn't be allowed in the army.
1: I don't think I'd be able to. I'm wearing dungarees. I don't think that that would work. I think it would cause some sort of wedgie. (laughs) <laughs> All the way round wedgie.
0: The word yeah, kind. Comfortable. Like other march steps, the Stretzschrift originated in the 18th century as a method to keep troops lined up properly as they advanced towards enemy lines. It was introduced into German military tradition by Leopold I, Prince of Anhalt Dessau, a field marshal whose close attention to training transformed the Prussian infantry into one of the most formidable armed forces in Europe. Other armies adopted different marked steps that served the same purpose. In the British Army, soldiers were trained to swing their arms in a wide arc to allow officers to keep the advancing line in order. Which I suppose makes that's much true. It, it does. So you're stopping your army from bunching together well, because you're just keeping that's. keeping everyone at the sensible same distance. Dist- yeah, and, and stops hmm. them from being an easier target for mortars, is the really depressing thing, probably. You don't want everyone too close together because if a direct hit happens, you lose your whole. Oh, yeah, God, maybe. That's, that's... That's pretty depressing.
1: Mm. Oh, and also, it looks nicer.
0: It does look nicer. To keep
1: them at a sort of even distance apart. Yeah. It's not just a distance, it's an, a fairly even distance. I imagine leg lengths are fairly similar, except between you and me, obviously.
0: <laughs> By the mid-19th century... The replacement of muskets with rifles greatly increased the accuracy of defensive fire. The practice of marching forward into battle in precise formation became hazardous and obsolete. However, armed forces continued to drill recruits in marching techniques that now focus on team building, military uniformity and ceremonial functions. This was true in Prussia and the later German Empire, where the Goose Step became emblematic of military discipline and efficiency. Which you can see, it is, it's imposing when you've got all those people together in one great big Aryan lump
1: but basically what they're saying is it's just for show and they only really show it to each other (laughs) it's not like they're doing that in front of anybody anymore they're not coming up what they're saying is that they don't go and do that to war anymore they just go and do it for themselves look how organised we are female then Team building, yeah. yeah. That, that's or... what the world needs more of. Team <laughs> building exercises. Yeah.
0: It's either that or getting them to build a raft out of like barrels and planks of wood, uh, I didn't or do that. get them to pass an egg between their chin. Gross. <laughs> well, <I can't... laughs> you, know, you hold it like that and then you pass it on to the next. That'd be person crap that... with you
1: because it'd be like all beard tangly and you'd be like uh, pulling yeah, that's... and Is you'd probably get hair on them. Is that a thing? Passing eggs.
0: I maybe not eggs, but things. I've seen people pass things. People
1: do that sort of thing in Geordie Shore a lot. Usually it'll be like a dildo, though, or something in Geordie mm. Shore. You know, or maybe passing a balloon between your balloon,
0: thighs. Yeah, definitely. Balloons by your knees, that's a team-building thing, isn't it?
2: I've never, I've never done that. Does anyone want to build a team with me? Is that what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> no one wants me in their team? As soon as a You have to get quite task.
1: physically close to people to play these games, so that might play a part. Oh. No offence.
2: It's all right, I'll be my own team.
0: Yeah.
1: It's
0: fine, just say the most offensive thing you can imagine, then just say no offence afterwards and it's all fine. Hmm. Yeah. We all skirted over the fact that Ruth made a Geordie Shaw reference there, as if that was fine, as if <laughs> as if using Geordie Shaw as a point of reference is okay. It's not. I can assure you that nobody listening to WikiShuffle right now also watches Geordie Shaw. I don't know, I got really into Love Island last week.
1: Oh, God. I was going to say, I think you're on the losing... Yeah. team here I reckon Chris would really like Geordie yeah, Shaw you know what I
0: might do yeah, just he's, haven't watched it
1: it's good I think you'd like it once you got into it
0: it's never gonna happen yeah never going to happen it's a shame
1: you're missing out you get Duh. to see a lot of kebabs mm. I'll
2: just
1: leave that out there <laughs> yeah. leave that lingering
2: you never leave a kebab to linger <laughs> it's in my book <laughs> <laughs> My book of lessons.
1: Is this your dating? <laughs> yeah. Is this what you take out when you do those uh, courses for men on how to pill women? It's <laughs> yeah, your we're number mantra. one.
0: You never leave a kebab <laughs> out to linger. <laughs> it's leave really confused. Adoption outside Europe. The Goose step became widespread in militaries around the world in the 19th and 20th centuries. Military modernization and political influence carried the practice to Asia, Africa and Latin America from its origins in Prussia and Russia. The first wave of adoption took place in the late 19th century as the Prussian army became greatly admired for its decisive victory in the Franco-Prussian War. This led many countries to modernise their military forces along the Prussian model. The Chilean army was the first non-European country to adopt the Goose step, importing many Prussian military after the war of the pacific there are so many wars that i don't even know happens
1: i don't even know what prussia is
0: prussia's the lump of europe that kind of turned into germany because germany is quite new really germany didn't exist as a thing until not long before the first world war
1: what oh my god i need to go to school shouldn't have had all those Philip Sharman days off. <laughs> Roller yeah. skating and getting unsolicited tattoos.
0: <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> I still managed to pay attention though. Whatever. Goosestepping continued to gain ground even after Germany's defeat in World War I as many nations still looked to the German model for military organisation and training. Notably, the Army of Nationalist China was trained by German advisors in the 1920s, accounting for the largest single goose-stepping military today. The Russian Empire adopted the goose-step during the 1796-1801 reign of Paul I. During the Cold War, the Soviet Union traded the military forces of many of its client states with Soviet military drill and ceremonial practices. This led to the Second great wave of adoption as the goose step was introduced into many third world countries in asia and africa so it's still being used by lots of countries today there's a picture of the cuban honor guards goose stepping at the mausoleum of jose Marti in santiago de cuba it's stupid isn't it look at what they're doing
1: it's really silly and that's all in all these pictures they're all at different either at different degrees of doing it or they're not as good at it the Cubans are really... They're really horizontal there, aren't they? That's good. Whereas the German soldiers of the Weimar Republic's... Reich Goose-stepping in 1931. That's pathetic. That's or are they mess. just at the tail end of it?
0: At the, yeah, that's what they're saying. You can't do the can-can the entire way to war.
1: But if, if you're going to get a photograph to illustrate the goose-step, you'd surely get them at full thrust. Maybe that was full thrust for the Germans.
0: Hmm. Full that's thrust. thrust. That's why they lost. Oh, dear. <laughs>
1: Not enough goose in their step. <laughs>
0: The goose step is very popular in Latin America, where it has been adopted by most Spanish-speaking countries.
1: That's how salsa dancing began.
0: (laughs) It is not found in countries where Dutch, English, or Portuguese is the official language.
1: I reckon we should give
0: it a go. We we should give it a go.
1: No, no, me on my
0: own. I mean, as just as a country.
1: Oh, I thought you meant as a group, like now.
0: out there we can practise in the car park what would happen if a passing European family was to see that (laughs) today in in the light of what's happened to our politics (laughs) in the last week I do not want to be seen by passers-by practising my goose stepping (laughs) in a car park (laughs) okay fair enough
2: (laughs) we'll do it in private no no (laughs) although alright what about if we we do
0: it but we'll close the gate and put up a sign that says no foreigners (laughs) (laughs) Yes, much better. Although in reality actually the countries in Europe that do still goose step are Albania, Belarus, Bulgaria, the Czech Republic, Hungary, Moldova, Poland, Russia, Slovakia, Spain and the Ukraine. So they could actually see it as a sign of solidarity. Yeah. I don't they think they might come, come, come and join in. That. They might come and join in and we can goose step to parliament. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: that'll go down well.
0: <laughs> Pretty much everywhere in Africa still goose steps. Algeria, Angola, Benin, Burkina Faso uses the goose step as a special march step for military bands and commando units. No, the commando units are the ones that you least need to be goose stepping. <laughs> it's it's not a highly camouflaged act.
1: They should just be what's that called? The crawl, like the crawl along the ground that looks like this.
0: Oh, you're crawling. I thought you were just a, I thought you were in a disco. <laughs>
1: No, it's like
0: a. When you're doing the really low travelling. There's a name through for a... it. I'm sure there is, but I've never been a commando.
1: Uh, what's it called when you do that?
0: I don't know. I would just crawl.
1: Crawl. Uh...
0: Army crawl. Elbows. A commando shuffle. Senegal, the Seychelles, Tanzania, Togo, Uganda. All goose stepping right now. Right this second. Yeah, this is basically, everyone's still goose steps. Afghanistan, Armenia, Azerbaijan, Iran, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Lebanon. Oh, I apologise, the Lebanese armed forces do not perform the goose step. However, the Hezbollah paramilitary forces do.
1: (laughs) Rhodesian bush war. (laughs) (laughs) Shouldn't laugh. Probably was quite serious for all the people involved with all their bushes. (laughs) It's like sock wrestling. (laughs)
0: What's sock wrestling?
1: Sock wrestling is where you have to get the sock off someone else. So you each put on a sock and then you sort of wrestle. On your foot? Mm. Yes, normally. Like, just as you would wear a sock normally. Right. And then the idea is that the first person to get the other person's sock off is the winner.
2: Yeah, they did it last week in Love Island in a big pit of slime.
0: (laughs) This is a real thing. This is real, yeah. They did it in Love Island nice. in a pit of slime. Yeah, See, only you, women did it in bikinis.
1: That's surprising because you'd think they'd be more likely to be doing bush wars.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Although, that, that is going on modern
1: fashion dictates that there's less bush
0: around. Although <laughs> yeah. the tide is turning.
1: The tide is turning. Good. I'm
0: pleased to hear the bush it. Is are, you, are you for the bush? I'm pro bush.
1: Is it so you don't feel so bad about putting your beard all over somebody? <laughs> when you're doing the the downstairs business. (laughs) (laughs) It's because when you see them up close, they all seem to be covered in bush anyway because you're bring bring your own bush. B-Y-O-B. Are Are you
2: pro-bush, Chris? I'm always pro-bush.
1: So you'd rather have a full bush than a other... A no-bush. A no-bush. Any... Any bush, welcome. (laughs) A-B-W.
2: That's how I I identify...
1: That's why he puts on his barbecue and bite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Many militaries choose to use a high step in which the legs are lifted high off the ground, but the knee is bent. The high step is commonly found in countries that have abandoned the goose step, or under German military influence or border countries that use the goose step.
1: I do you think that's because of the reasons that we originally were talking about that it's seen as a bit dodge be goose stepping so if you bend your knee then it's not quite as bad is it
0: yeah brazil uses the high step as its general parade step brazil borders several spanish-speaking countries that use the goose step so if they were to go to war you'd be able to tell the soldiers apart by which step they were doing as they're <laughs> marching towards each other you could tell it's, which ones hmm. to take out it's so
1: they get stuck together
0: yeah although so avoid one, tessellation. if you were doing
1: the high step the goose step would get stuck on it and then you could flip them over <laughs> better. So it's in your That's interest good. to do the opposite step.
0: Like in Robot Wars, the flippy robots were yes. always really effective, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. Scoop
1: underneath mm. and woo!
0: In the worst case, no, they'll flip each other over.
1: Or just end up in a bit of a, a leg man-tangle. they be
0: locked. Mm. Yeah, because if you got two high-steppers together, they would tangle, wouldn't they? Twistedly. I imagine way. this is the conversation they had at the time in the war rooms. As a ceremonial march that requires substantial training, the goose-step is often abandoned in times of war, <laughs> as more pressing <laughs> needs occupy the available training time. Good!
2: Well, yeah, you say that, but what about the guy in the army's job it was to organise the meetings about the stepping? Because it was important to him, every Sunday they got together... In the car park, practiced their goose
0: step for Monday. Oh, There's mili- oh, a war on the military choreographer. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> the most fabulous position <laughs> in the entire military. In the later part of World War II, the goose step nearly disappeared because of manpower shortages, accelerated <laughs> courses in basic training, and a paucity of appropriate occasions. <laughs> oh no. Oh, we would love to goose step more, Hitler. Adolf, we would love to, but it's just a paucity of appropriate occasions. <laughs> After the Second World War, West Germany opted for a hybrid march step based on the parade drills of France, the USA, and Great Britain. East Germany preserved the goose step and renamed it the drilling step.
1: Gross. Drilling right? Yeah.
0: Then it added a little twist at the end.
1: Ooh. Every time you do that, you always point your toe. Phil's goose-stepping away here I'm next supposed, to me. Well, that's
0: a good question. Are you supposed to goose-step with the foot pointed or not? When well, you let's do have a look it, at judging the on what you're I doing... I would definitely... But my natural position is that is on of a ballet point. dancer? Absolutely. <laughs> I feel they'd go faster. it would go He's faster. Let's pointed. have a look. They it seem would to be appear fairly pointy. Here's the Chinese. They seem to be pointed. But going back to that picture of... There's the Afghan army. They've got their, their feet... Uh, but it's only a very low step that they're doing there I think it depends on the
1: shoes because the Cuban ones have got rounded shoes and they're definitely they're not pointing and then the Bulgarians have got wellies on it looks like and they're not pointing but then all the ones who've got the nice pointy boots they're showing them off
0: yeah
1: Yeah, wellies don't bend like that They probably aren't wellies though I really want to see on YouTube now if there's any goose step fails where a domino rally has occurred. And I just Googled
2: for goose step and can-can to see if anyone's playing music over it. They haven't. i so have <laughs> oh, missed market, a trick.
0: Right? I know. I'll see what I can do for mm-hmm. the show notes, eh?
2: Yeah. I have found um, a video of a rugby guy doing a celebration and he's ended it with a goose step, which didn't go down quite well. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, no. I mean, I get it, he's happy, but I don't know. That's not how I celebrate.
1: Oh, I've got a chicken doing the goose step. <laughs> It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Aww, he thinks he's a goose. <laughs> what an idiot.
0: The goose step was ridiculed by Allied propaganda in the World Wars as a symbol of blind obedience and senseless attachment to military form. Prior to US entry into World War I, American military observers had remarked favourably on the goose step as a means of building unit cohesion. However, its association with Nazi Germany in World War II proved fatal to the goose step's reputation in English speaking countries. It was condemned in George Orwell's essay, The Lion and the Unicorn, and proved an easy target for parody in many editorial cartoons and Hollywood films. George Orwell commented in England Your England in 1946 that the goose step was used only in countries where the population was too scared to laugh at their military. The General Mills monster-themed breakfast cereals. Ah, we don't get them. No, I don't think we do, do we? Mm-mm. The first picture yeah. is Count Chocula, which I've heard talked about on that there television. Mm-hmm. But we don't get Count Chocula. No, we get the Professor Wheatos.
1: Where have you seen it talked about on television? Um, when would this have ever come up?
0: It's uh, on like sitcoms and things. They talk yeah. about Count Chocula. I've definitely heard of Count Chocula oh. before. It's the American equivalent of yeah,
2: Wee-O's. Wheatos. Wheatos. Wheatos in it. It's Wheatos. <laughs> The packaging
1: does look very Kellogg's-y. Do you reckon it is the same company, really?
0: Yeah, General Mills is a huge international corporation, isn't it? Which probably does incorporate. It makes sense. It's just General Mills. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The General Mills Corporation's monster cereals, monster-themed breakfast cereals, officially referred to collectively as the Monster Cereals. (laughs) 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 are five current and formerly distributed breakfast cereal brands in North America. In October 1971, the first two cereals in the line were introduced, Count Chocula and the strawberry-flavoured Frankenberry. I like Frankenberry. I've never tried them, but I like the name. In the commercials, the two monsters, Count Alfred Chocula, oh, they've developed him. He's got a whole backstory going on. And Frankenberry and would engage in comic bickering over which cereal was better than the other when something or someone else interfered in their verbal sparring and scares them out of their wits. <laughs> <laughs> In February 1972, Frankenberry cereal included an indigestible pigment (laughs) that turned some children's feces pink.
1: Yeah. Nothing wrong with that.
0: Isn't that a good thing? Oh, so that is, you could mark it on that alone, couldn't you? That's
1: that, yeah. yeah. Cocoa yeah, pops so chocolatey
0: that. it turns the milk brown. Yeah, but then, <laughs> it's the same sort of thing. Yeah, at the same time, it could
2: indicate a bowel problem and maybe... it might, <laughs> might lead to some false <laughs> prognosis. You've had that all your life and you just thought... Well, I've have been eating Frankenberries every day. Actually, no.
0: But how pink? Bald. Or um, you stop eating it, doctor? Doctor, my shit isn't pink. <laughs> yeah. What am I doing wrong?
1: How pink, though? Aren't you intrigued? Don't you? Mm. I'm thinking like pink, like a
0: hot. Okay. Maybe right. a
1: pastel pink.
0: Oh, I I'm refer gonna... listeners back to our episode Fifty Shades of Pink. I'm gonna Google the the, the, the poo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's got a name, Frankenberry stall, that's is low. the that's oh, that's oh that's yeah.
2: Um. Oh, is, is that one?
1: <laughs> oh, uh, oh it is! I, I can't wait. I'm going to do it too.
2: Oh God, there's none. But do you know when you Google image something and you are searching for something legitimate, but every time you scroll down, you're a little bit worried. Oh, I hope that isn't one. Is the it... woman's using
1: a cookie cutter to cut it up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I I mean this is the mid seventies, so people didn't have the same access to cameras that they did now. If this was to happen now, you would definitely be able to find some pictures of this. Thankfully, when you had to take your photos to be processed, <laughs> people didn't want to use up their film on What the hell are you looking at?
1: Frankenberry stall is what I put That's in. What been, but I'm it? mainly just getting oh, there's a picture of someone who's going a <laughs> Heart-shaped
0: poo
2: <laughs> in the toilet. Uh, yeah, did you get that one? Yeah, that was really crazy. <laughs> <worried me.
1: laughs>
2: That's how Google Image search works. And there's always someone with a horrific injury.
0: Why is the water that colour? It's <laughs> it turn been there, there a long time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> It's all the love emanating out, <laughs> turned it all pink. This has come. This has come from the heart-shaped poop. Sorry, I just need to follow it up slightly more. It's come from a blogger whose blog is called. My life is poop, and it's all about their poop. Some being uh, foods that change the color of your poop. Why Scientist. does poop smell? Your poop, and then other other interesting blogs to do with poop. I found like my favorite place. A picture attached of the heart shaped poop. I hope it makes you as happy as it made me. Ah. There you go. It doesn't make me ca- happy.
2: It doesn't make me happy. Related
1: images. Few more. Please okay. no. Okay.
2: Please no. A little more. Oh!
0: Oh, <laughs> <Jesus>. oh my <laughs> god! The internet! Just make that go away! How have we descended into poop <laughs> talk? Let's go straight back. Go yeah. back. Go, go back. back. <laughs> oh. oh, dear. <coughs> blueberry, reputedly, reputedly the first blueberry flavoured cereal, was released in October 1973.
1: <laughs> and. <coughs> <coughs> you just I gonna feel be a sick. bit sick.
0: <coughs> <coughs> I do generally feel. Oh no! It's because of this heart-shaped snake poop. Oh my god! Why would you show me that? <laughs> oh good god! This is what happens if you, if you send
2: someone from the past and show them giggle.
1: Yeah. <coughs> 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 the description next to it was really good. It started, I've had diarrhoea for five
0: days. Oh, good God. Let's talk about cereal. Let's talk about cereal, but I think that, unfortunately, if I ever was to try any of these cereals, they're now forever linked to that poop image that I just looked at and I wouldn't be able to stomach them. (laughs) Booberry, reportedly the first blueberry flavoured cereal, was released in October 1973 and Fruit Brute in 1974. Fruit Brute was discontinued by 1982 oh. and replaced in 1987 by Fruity Yummy Mummy, which also had a short life as it was discontinued in 1992.
1: Obviously, because of its stupid name, but Fruit Brute, that's probably one of the better, like... More successful names they've had. Yeah, but it
0: might have been a terrible product because the two things do have but to go.
1: Frankenberry, that's not if even got a, a pun. character
0: If you've got a character to go with it, and it sounds like they've done some work here, they've got a scaredy Frankenstein and a scaredy Count Dracula. Mm. It's a good idea.
1: But Frankenberry is a crap pun. There's no pun there. No, not it's not, really, not even no. a pun, is it? Whereas Fruit Brute, at least it rhymes. It's got but right you know, in, for it. In, yeah, there's no accounting for awful-tasting cereal though, is there?
0: Um, in terms of consistency with the range the yummy mummy makes most sense because it's another one of those monsters (laughs) whereas the boo berry oh mummy right you in (laughs) this
1: oh I thought you were just saying that most yummy mummies are monstrous oh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I genuinely thought that's why you. It you was a joke. You were anyone self identifying
0: <laughs> as a yummy mummy is generally pretty monstrous. That is <laughs> that's what I thought true. you were saying.
1: I totally didn't even see the mummy reference.
2: No, no, I, like, I went straight to yummy mummy, as in what we'd, we'd use it for now.
0: Count Chocula and Frankenberry Meat. <laughs> the fruity yummy mummy bite <laughs> it's new fruity yummy mummy cereal big yummy
1: marshmallows so monstrously big there monster, monster mellows with yummy mummy monster mellows fruity yummy mummy makes, makes your, your tummy, tummy go,
0: go yummy go <laughs> <laughs> monster mellows in frankenberry count Chocula, and now new fruity yummy mummy cereal part of this complete breakfast makes your tummy go yummy <laughs> so the only three that are still going are count Chocula, frankenberry and blueberry.
1: But blueberry like, and frankenberry are so similar, aren't they? It's, I suppose they're the different
0: flavours. but and make your poo different colours. Oh, frankenberry and booberry are only produced seasonally, so they kind of swap between the two, it would appear. Oh. Interesting.
1: So, what season would be strawberry and what season would be blueberry?
0: If you're American and you're listening, please let us know <laughs> with your preference here. Do you get excited, like when Cadbury's cream eggs are coming round? Oh, it's booberry season.
1: Just looking at the box covers, Fruity Yummy Mummy, it, they didn't even make an effort with her character. It looks like it's been drawn in felt tip. It was just doomed, I think, from the outset.
0: Yeah, didn't see that through, did they? Mm-mm. Fruity Yummy Mummy makes your tummy go yummy. That's that's bad. <laughs>
1: that's terrible, David. You this can't whole use thing yummy twice. Poor.
0: You've not thought it through. Terrible. Much like anybody who self-identifies as a yummy mummy. Thank you for listening to episode 79. I don't know if I mentioned at the beginning, but my name's Phil Sharman. Mm. You, you know who I am, or you don't. Either way, doesn't make any <laughs> difference to what we just said. Um, <laughs> so we were at the New Media Europe Podcast Awards this week, last week, last weekend. Yeah. Hey, Chris, weren't we? Wasn't that fun? It wasn't it just. I drank too much. Yes, as did I. Um, and I was, I was a bit rough the next day, truth be told. We didn't win, but thank you very much to everybody who voted for us. And thank you very much to the New Media people for hosting and for still being the the best and only podcast recognizing body in the country, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Congratulations to the Shiny Bees Knitting Podcast who won. Who was she was brilliant, wasn't she? When she the best passion. thing of the evening was the acceptance speech from Shiny Bees, which certainly made us think that they'd made the right decision in awarding them mm-hmm. the best. UK I'd already
2: podcast. furiously exited at that point.
0: I'd just <laughs> stormed off. <laughs> <laughs> you hadn't. No, I hadn't. You funny. really hadn't, because you've got a drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you needed to share a taxi home with us, so yeah. to our swanky Islington Oh yeah, it was very posh. Airbnb. Was it nice? Yeah. It was very nice, yeah. Ooh. And we, we Ubered everywhere, which for us <sighs> small-town folk, yeah, it was exciting to use <laughs> Good. Uber. Bunch of hipsters.
2: None of the TV channels worked in the room, though, so I watched Spooks at four in the morning,
0: because it was the only channel that worked. So not five stars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say I'm sure we'll be nominated again next year <laughs> because we just nominate ourselves. So we'll we'll do that mm-hmm. and next year we'll try harder uh, or we'll put forward the mm-hmm. Good Night Sweetcast podcast and um, see how that goes. <laughs> <It's definitely laughs> God. God. I'm terrified by the whole thing. No, but my, we're I'm so not. committed now we mm-hmm. have to do this. It's good. Thank you, Ruth, for coming along and joining us and we'll be doing it again next week also with Ruth. Mm-hmm. And... No, I have got an
1: end. No, I don't even know what to say. I have got an hand. Thank you. Can we find you? Oh. We You're find.
0: welcome. You can find us on the interwebs uh, at wikishufflepod on Twitter wikishuffle.co.uk, which is where you'll find all of our old episodes in one convenient place, but also on any other of your usual download aggregation type places like iTunes and Podbean and Acast and Pocket Casts. And <laughs> I'm not just making them up. This pocket, is, po- pocket Casts. Oh, that's thing. not what you
1: said. I, no, got, I forgot where I was going halfway
0: through. Um, and you can send us some posts, should you so be inclined, to Wikishuffle HQ, 1B Headlands, Kettering NN157ER. We will see you next week. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Blueberry can't bother
1: us up here. Hello.
0: Blueberry! I just want to tell you about my new, mostly good blueberry
1: flavored cereal, Blueberry. You'll be
0: the Blueberry Day. <laughs> and look and listen to this. A Boo Hooter. Boo your friends with crazy hoots. Four different colored Boo Hooters, so you can
1: make a Boo Hooter band. One free in specially marked boxes of Blueberry.